soprano shit like, hey, oh, who's got a pizza meatball for my gun? Welcome to Geeks Without God with Molly Glover, Nick Glover, and Tim Wick. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. This week on Geeks Without God, it is another Geeky Boners episode. That's right, we're going to talk about the stuff going on in our lives that has us rock hard with excitement, sort of metaphorically speaking. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. Welcome to Geeks Without God. I'm your host, Molly Glover, joined as always by my co-hosts, Tim Wick. I can't pull up to the table because of my boner. And Nick Glover. Finger guns, only the fingers are boners. (laughs) (laughs) And as you can tell, we are all once again 12 years old, and it's time for a Geeky Boners episode. Uh, If we're 12, isn't it illegal for them to listen to our boners? No, it's okay because, um, I don't know, Democrats... (laughs) I don't know. Sure. Whatever. mm. (laughs) They're fictionally 12-year-old boners, so it's fine. Oh, okay. (laughs) Hello. So if you've never heard one of these before, maybe you're new to the podcast, and if so, I am sorry. But (laughs) what the Geeky Boners episode is, is when we talk about whatever it is right now that's making us hard. What are we just so chuffed about that we can't stop talking about it, thinking about it, doing it, and uh, as a result, we are distractingly erect. (laughs) I am distractingly erect. You know, if you own a penis or if you don't, maybe you've ever just been so goddamn flower plucked needing to get laid horny that you just can't think of anything else. That's how I feel about I, the boners. Today. I'm so hard my back hurts. Your back wow. hurts. Nick, what's got you so hard that your back hurts? Uh, I have been meaning to redo some of our networking stuff, our setup at home. Uh, since we moved to the new house in March. Uh, for folks that don't know, my day job, I'm a network engineer. Dun, dun, dun. I work on... Uh, <laughs> Pause for sobs. Cisco, Juniper, Palo Alto, security appliances, switches and routers, that sort of thing. Um, so uh, this is kind of my, my professional bag. It's where all my, my, my professional experience is in my career. Um so I wanted to kind of take the time to make a really informed choice, but also I really wanted to make sure that um, it wasn't uh, an outrageous amount of work. To yeah. It. Like I want to find a good balance between that. So I uh, I recently replaced our router with a uh, Ubiquity uh, Unified Dream Machine. And we have USI fiber. It's we have, noting, yep, so. we have uh, uh, fiber to the premise. So the the optical fiber actually comes into our house and then is converted over to copper electrical for the house. So one gig up, one gig down. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to really be able to take advantage of it. Um, so I got this Dream Machine. And I didn't get the Pro version. I just got the regular version. That's what it's called, Dream Machine? The Dream Machine, yep, or the Dream Machine Pro. The nice. U- UDM or UDM Pro. Um, it's a router with an access point built in, uh, and it has a ton of really advanced features. It's, uh, commonly called like a, a prosumer, like Mm. pro consumer hardware. They're, they're a bit expensive. It's like a $300 router, which, you know, for enterprise equipment would be unspeakably cheap. Right. But for consumer equipment, that's on the more expensive side. Yeah. Um, but the thing does, um, 
like uh, deep packet inspection. You can um, sort and prioritize block traffic by uh, layer seven inspection. So it can actually look at your traffic and be like, oh, this is Facebook traffic. I should handle this differently. Or, oh, oh, that's cool. This is, you know, this particular application traffic. We should block that. Yeah. Um, without just looking at the ports things use. Um, the apps for it are pretty fucking great. It, it took a little bit to get up and running, and I got a bunch to do more in the future, but um, the Dream Machine isn't just a router and, a, and an access point and a, a security appliance. It also is a uh, wireless controller. So you can attach more access points to it. So you can run Ethernet through your house and then in your ceiling, punch a little hole and put another access point, like the ones you see in the ceiling at, at businesses or like mm -hmm. hospitals and stuff. Um, and they will create a mesh. So the access points will actually talk to each other and measure each other's wireless signals. And you can turn down and turn up the radios on certain uh, frequencies so that they don't interfere with each other. Oh, that's Because cool. too many access points can be a problem when they're too close together. Um, they make stuff that's designed to, to be really rugged and used outdoors, like mounted on your house. So eventually I'd love to have a, an access point or something that's aimed out in over our backyard into the garage. I'd like to put another one up in my office on the other end of the house from where the the access point is in our basement but um it's 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 really fucking great equipment um can i ask a dumb question yeah is it more difficult to have wi-fi in our house because it is old and has plaster walls like that's a big feature and and, and the stucco on the outside and yeah. everything is that a, is that something you have to worry about or it, deal with it is so uh um like concrete um anything that's thick a metal mesh or anything like that too mm -hmm. can be a, a big problem and sometimes you get plaster that's like a like a chicken wire type so it's situation. like living in a Faraday cage it is yep yep <laughs> yeah um, and where you especially see that is with uh, newer faster wireless right so newer and faster broader uh, bandwidth wireless actually does a poorer job of penetrating um, uh, among other physical <laughs> objects, yes. Uh, it doesn't go through solid matter as, as easily. Okay. So it gets blocked uh, better. Older stuff, like the 2.4 wireless, like A and B, uh, they go further and they go through things better. Mm -hmm. And the newer ones are significantly faster, mm -hmm. but they don't go as far and they don't uh, uh, go through things as well. Um but their, their access points have, like, Wi-Fi 6, which is the newer standard, which, you know, are the only devices we have that support that are our uh, iPhones and your watch mm -hmm. supports that, I think. Um, but, you know, that'll be the standard going forward. So it would be nice to be able to keep our router sure. all set up and configured and ready and then just... Change the hundred dollar access point at yeah, the other end a of a future proofed. Right. Yes. Yeah. Because it's modular. Because it's designed for expansion. Um, in that way, it's really great. And you know, the 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 Dream Machine Pro is like a big rack mount thing that doesn't have an access point built in. So mm -hmm. you have to buy an access point to do any wireless off it right yeah. off the bat. But it also has a spot where you can put in a hard drive. 
and you can set it up as your cornerstone of your home security system where you have cameras that are saving their footage to the hard drive that's built into your router. Oh, sure. Um, or, uh, you know, your wireless door, your, your wired doorbell can be a part of that whole ecosystem. And they have all these other products. But, like, we've kind of got all that stuff covered. And, and none of that's really important to us, uh, I've, I've figured. But um, the next stage of the project is <laughs> eventually I want to get all of our autom- all our IoT, our Internet of Things devices, sure. off the same network and SSID that you and I use hmm. and have all that stuff separated, which is a pain so in the, the ass. The Xbox and the... Uh, more like the Ring doorbell or the Wise cameras okay. or all of our uh, Hue bulbs, like any of our, our home automation stuff. Sure, sure. I'd love to be able to put all that on its own network separate and then go through and start making firewall rules for that stuff to keep it from talking to the internet, except for for things that it actually needs to keep it from dial dialing home. So that's kind of like when you hear about people who have smart refrigerators that get hacked. This right. is to prevent yeah, things like that. Exactly. So. Yeah. The 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 phrase they throw around is um, the S in IoT stands for security. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Because these sure. are all you know simple devices that are not. Terribly uh, complex. People don't and, think about it a lot. Yeah, right. Yeah. They, but they, you, you hear horror stories of people whose refrigerators have cameras to check to see things, and then the camera gets hacked, and then they've got somebody is basically just like surveilling your home. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and yeah, that's and the the thing. A really cool feature that the thing has is intrusion uh, prevention system. Like uh, it's called IPS. So. The router will actually, when you turn the feature on, it will look for suspicious traffic on your network and dynamically start to block things. Like, it'll be like, oh, shit, there's a computer on your network that's talking to these Russian servers and Mm. sending this kind of traffic. And this has the same signature as what you'd see if you had, like, a Trojan virus. Mm. So we just blocked that device and took it off your network. Cool. It does quarantining and stuff like that, where then you can then take care of that device and get it get it taken, you know, fixed or, or whatever. You can go, Actually, this is okay. Stop it. Right. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Um, it, and it, it sends me any critical notifications to my phone. Um, and so, now you can do work at home. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. A little bit. This is this is fun stuff. Yeah. And honestly, it's like the part about your job you like. I could make this so much more complicated in ways that wouldn't be fun. Sure. And I'm, I'm specifically kind of keeping it low key because that way it's not work. Right. It's right. it's you know us stuff. That said, over the winter, I do want to kind of, you know, redesign a whole bunch of stuff and, and expand out a little bit. So Very cool. It's been fun, and it's really niche, and it's a kind of a just a, a me thing, even though it affects, you know, like Tim's laptop and all our stuff at home. And oh, no, else what's happening to my laptop right now? And it's oh, getting no. affected by, by Nick's niche. Oh, that's right, yeah. So... Uh, my boner is is wireless and uh, fu- <laughs> all of and, my laptop. What the fuck? And future proof. Your boner is one of those things that like people need it. They don't realize how often they use it, but honestly, they're a little bored by it. Stop, and you know what? Stop hitting the escape key, Nick. Nick's boner. And you know what? 
Despite what some people think, my boner is still not using IPv6, and it's not going to. Oh. That's a joke for someone out there, but not us. <laughs> someone out there was like, ha ha, oh, fuck yeah, IPv6. Yeah, someone out there is laughing really hard, and yeah, like, it's not me or Tim. <laughs> no, no, and really, honestly, all I'm getting is a hearty chuckle at best. You know what? That's what we're yeah. used to. We're comedians. Oh, yeah, <laughs> hearty chuckles are... Tim, speaking of things I laugh at, how is... What's your boner? a hearty chuckle? Come on. It's, you know, it's a, it's a well-meaning aha. <laughs> it's a good size it laugh. It is. It's a, great, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good laugh. It's an adequate size you know, laugh. You know, like anyway. I hear it's a great size laugh. Yeah. How is your boner? What's got That's you rock hard? Now i got a couple of things that... Very small boners, but... Um, two little boners? Two little boners. I've talked a lot about the fact that uh, because I'm diabetic, uh, when it comes to... Dr- and I don't like coffee or tea and I hate diet pop so mm-hmm. basically 98% of what I drink is water yeah so I'm also the other also, 2% is cum baby yeah that's right that's right <laughs> everybody needs a little bit of sodium his own brand the uh the this winter I I'm always looking for new sparkle water yeah because most of it is super flat LaCroix bullshit Sure. Um, and I like I like my sparkle water with carbonation. That's the thing I miss about pop more than this more than the sugar water yeah. is just the being big able burps. to drink the, the the really really satisfying belch. Yeah, that you the get. Barney the Barney burps. Yeah, where your, your lips wiggle. Um, <laughs> and uh, so I've been I, I'm always looking for new sparkle water, and every time I find some, it inevitably goes away. So mm. uh, Dasani uh, sparkle water was actually quite good. And right at the beginning of the pandemic, it went away. Yeah. And it's gone. And so then I found the Target uh, Good and Gather brand. Yes. Yeah. Which was really, really good. And I and I liked and I and I prefer lime. It's just mm-hmm. what I prefer. It's your it's your flavor. And uh, they stopped carrying lime. No. And now they uh, now all they have is fucking shishi play flavors, like you know, hyacinth and bourbon like or whatever the passion fuck. fruit mango. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's I, like, just, I just want well, fucking lime. Just lime. Um, and it's gone. It's gone. It's not there anymore. Um, so I've been trying to find something else in this winter. We went down to uh, visit Big Bend National Park with friend of the show, uh, Wendy Bowlesby and her family. And we happened to, she introduced me to Topo Chico, hmm. which is, uh, it's, a, it's not flavored. It is a uh, just, just straight up uh, sparkle water. It's, it's bottled, just soda water. It's soda water bottled in Mexico um, in glass bottles. And it is really good. And it mm. has good carbonation. Uh, and it comes in a glass bottle. And it, you know... It doesn't seem like that should make a difference, except the fact that glass bottles hold temperature longer, yeah. oh, which sure. means the drink stays cold much longer in mm-hmm. the glass bottle. Mm-hmm. They also hold carbonation longer. Mm-hmm. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just has a feel to it. It and, just has a, a hand feel, as it were. And glass recycling is way better than plastic recycling. Sure. Um, so there are all sorts of reasons why the glass bottles are actually kind of nice. And, uh, of course, she was like, well, they've got them here in Texas, but they don't have them in Minnesota. And mm. it turns out, you know what? If you go to the Costco Business Center where they supply restaurants, in fact, they do. Oh, they have, they have shit. 16-ounce bottles, which is perfect because a 12-ounce bottle is not quite enough for me. Yeah. So 16-ounce uh, bottles, and I've, I've found them at... At uh, Costco over the last several months, so every time I, I go into the Costco business center, I buy like three fucking cases. Yeah, of them. Fuck um, yeah. and I mean they're a buck a bottle, approximately a dollar. Yeah, a bottle. that's about. So that's I drink. I, I I have like one a day. I don't, yeah. I don't overdo it, but 
But I've been very, very happy. And, it's and, a treat. And since I've had such a fucking hard time yeah. finding a sparkle water that I really enjoy, that has been a, a minor geeky boner of mine. Let so. me ask you this. How do you, have you tried any of the unsweetened caffeinated sparkling waters. Yeah, and you know what? Yeah. Everybody says you can't ta- taste caffeine, and they are wrong. Oh, you can yeah. totally taste yeah. the caffeine. Yeah, absolutely yeah. taste Who not, says you can't taste the caffeine? I do not like the taste of caffeine. They're it's, idiots. It's bitter. I want. Yeah. 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 It's fair enough. I just thought I would offer it because I know that like you go to things like Convergence and yeah. Omegacon where it can be hard to stay awake after a certain point, and I found uh, the, the highball is the very caffeine tasting yeah. water, but it does the job. And and if for, you know, for me, I'll mix it with like, like alcohol. But you can also mix it with. I was thinking like lime juice mm-hmm. to really get like a maybe cover up some of that bitterness. But there's this one that's made by uh, is it bubbly. is it bubbly? Yeah, bubbly does a caffeinated water that is only about as much caffeine as maybe a half a cup of coffee. Mm. So it's not you don't taste it that much because it isn't like trying to be an energy drink. It's just more of a like low level pick me up. Yeah. But the problem is the flavors are all that shishi stuff. Like, I know, the flavors like- are like passion fruit. It's like passion fruit or like blood orange grapefruit, and I'm like. Yeah. It's all right. Yeah, so. it's all right. But I'm just, I'm just not nuts about the 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 shishi flavors. They're, yeah, they're kind of they're kind of annoying to me. The the my two favorite flavors of bubbly water right now are Lacroix does a cola flavored one. Oh yeah, that's great. <laughs> Which is it, it's hard. It's they only have it in a couple places. It's not, it's not very easy to find. But it tastes like an unsweetened Coke. It's weird. In the it's, best it's, way. Yeah, it's good. Huh. It's good. And then. Um, is it Lacroix also that has beach the plum. that has beach plum, which tastes like an unsweetened Dr Pepper? But the the problem with Lacroix is, is it doesn't have any carbonation. Yeah, yeah. Right. It, it's like yeah. it's super flat, and it's like yeah. you pop the can and you got to basically slam it, or there's going to be no carbonation. And, see, and that's I, the great thing about Topo Chico. Yeah, I can, I can pop the bottle and have it sitting next to me while we're watching, you know, Star Trek: The Next Generation or whatever we're watching that night. For a couple hours. Right. And that it's, is got, nice. it's almost as carbonated when I'm finishing it as when I started Yeah. See, I like I like a mild carbonation personally because if it gets too carbonated, then sometimes my stomach decides to not release the gas yeah. and then I want to die. But uh, most of the time, if it's if I, I, I'm going to try that. That sounds good. Yeah. And you can also uh, find Topo Chico, also sometimes available at Target. Mm. They will have cases, and those are 12-ounce bottles Okay. if they're right. in Target. So That's one small boner. That's one small boner. The other small boner I'm going to mention is Stamps. Uh, since the, These are both kind of like pandemic hobbies things. One yeah. Yeah. These are small pleasure boners. Yeah. Um, but, 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 <laughs> you know, finding like, decent like sparkle water, finding decent sparkle water during the pandemic was a problem. And the other thing that I did during the pandemic was I started sending letters to people. Yeah. Um, like every day. Yeah. Uh, because it was something to fucking do. <laughs> yeah. To connect we with got, human beings. We got some of those letters. Yep. Yep. Indeed, you did. Uh, and one of the things that I get excited about, I'm not a stamp collector. I like to use my stamps. I'm the same way. Um, and especially since the whole idea initially was because Donald Trump was like, mail-in ballots will never work. The mail, the post office is shitty. I'm like, fuck that. I'm going to support the, the post, post office, office by is buying dying. stamps. It should so, get closed down. So yeah. I just I just started buying stamps. But I'm like, buying stamps doesn't do you know, good if you don't use them. Right. So that's why I started writing people letters. Um, but... Uh, I get really excited about the stamp designs that they have been coming out with, and I have my, I have my 
my my rules, my my generic rules are I try to buy stamps that feature women or people of color mm-hmm. um, because I don't give a shit about it, mm-hmm. about white dudes. And if I can't find stuff that feature women and people pe- or people of color, then science and nature mm-hmm. are kind of my... It's like, the only way I'm going to buy a white dude stamp is when they make a Carl Sagan stamp, then I will, sure, sure. I will, I will, I will step in and buy one. Uh, but other than that, no. Um, and so it's always fun to sit there and try and figure out, oh, okay, what's coming out? And when's it coming out? So the thing is, at the end of the year, starting around mid-October, they stop releasing new stamps until January. So it's like this long, dark tea time of the holiday (laughs) soul while you're waiting for for new stamps to come out. So the last stamp that came out with this year is super adorable. It is Otters in Snow. It I fit, saw those. It fits my nature criteria, mm-hmm. but uh, but they they've just announced a lot of the stamps for next year, and I'm I'm super looking forward to new stamps. What are you most excited about for the ones they've announced? Honestly, the one that I'm most excited about is the National Maritime Sanctuaries. Oh, okay. Which is uh, fish plate and stuff. Of, plate of sixteen. Is Tim excited about fish stamps? I'm, I'm excited. It's water. Okay. Water and Are there fish featured in any of these maritime sanctuaries? I don't know. They haven't, they haven't released it big enough oh for my me God. to tell, but I bet they've got fish I on them. I bet there's fish on them. But that's okay. I will get by. Also, you can, because I can survive October with all he, the spiders. You can survive fish well, stamps. Well, yeah. it's, it's great because he's sending the fish away from him. Yeah, that yeah. works. That works. Also, they're coming out with Title IX stamps next year, all which right. I think is pretty cool. and. And fits my theory, my my, my criteria. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'm I'm just uh, I'm I'm excited to be looking at what's coming out next year because yeah. I, ever since the otters and snow came out, I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to use. So I have a few spares that I've gotten from earlier in this this year that I'm going to have to fall back on until yeah. I can get some of the new ones. Well, I'm like, I mean, this I don't mean for this to sound as like bleak as it's going to come out, but like when you get to a certain age as an adult. There's not really something new to look. There's not really something to look forward to every year, other than just like, oh, there'll be a conversions and oh, there'll be a this and oh, my birthday and you know. But there's not anything like, you know, like there's lots of shows maybe, and maybe there's that one movie or that one book adaptation you're excited mm-hmm. about. But like things like this, little yeah. simple pleasures that you didn't really you got all the time as a kid, you know, that you just don't get as often anymore yeah, and as I, an adult. That's super fun. And I get into the stamps and I, you know, I know most people don't notice their stamps, but I actually think about this. Like when I send people, I, they, they came out with happy birthday stamps and I send people birthday cards and I use the happy birthday yep. stamps yes, you did. for the birthday cards. And I also send cards to people for other reasons. And I try to pick stamps that, that are related to them in yes. some way. So, for instance, they had Star Wars droid stamps last year, and I got a bunch of sheets of those. And then when I send a, just a generic letter to a friend that's a nerd, they get a Star Wars droid mm-hmm. because they're a nerd mm-hmm. and they should get a droid. Yep. Um, and, we, and it's stuff like that, that that's fun. We had the we bought the Last Week Tonight stamps, you know, the ones that, that oh, yeah, were yeah, yeah, Last yeah. Week Tonight themed. And, and I, now a stamp. Yeah, and there were a bunch of them. There was a Mr. Nutter Butter. There was some other. But I would, there was Chijon. But I would sit and think, like, okay, hold on. You know, I'm, I'm sending this letter to whoever, like, and, and when I was still sending, when I was still sending cards to my, my Nana, because she was still able to, like, understand they were happening. Now <laughs> it just feels like I'm, I'd be sending cards to Jamaican nurses. Yeah. 
who are going to open them and go, isn't that nice? Yeah, they're going to yeah, read, so, read it. Yeah. Well, she doesn't even, she won't even, rec- she won't even know what's happening. It's not right. even like she's going to understand the reading of it anymore, right? So, right. But uh, at the time, I used to try to pick, think of like what stamp would, you know, like what, what stamp would she look at and go, oh, that's nice, you know, yeah. like, or, but like, yeah, we had the Disney villain stamps, which yeah. were very fun and like some, there's always good stamps. came with postcards, magic yeah. postcards, yeah. yeah. I'm a big, I've always been a big fan of, of stamps and I've always been bummed that so many forever stamps are just like flags. Oh, I know, but they're yeah. getting way better at it. Yeah. That's the great thing. Like this year they had a stamp and they, they're thinking about it, right? So this year they had like a Raven stamp that was uh, the North... Uh, Western uh, native design ah, of, of the yeah. Raven, and it was an Athabascan artist That's that, cool. uh, that cool. produced it. And, That's cool. And so you know when they have stamps that are about women or stamps about yeah. about Black history or um, like they had a, another great stamp this year that was out about Japanese soldiers in World War Two, mm-hmm. Japanese American soldiers in World War Two, mm-hmm. and the artist that did I was going to say was, the artist that did it was. Japanese Americans, so they're yeah. they're very cognizant about choosing artists that are connected to the work, and they do some great things. The, the Raven stamp has like little little gold foil bits on it that I mean, just it's a beautiful. Stamp. Yeah, some of, I got these ones that I this is so weird, and I just liked them. I went to this. I needed stamps. You know, sometimes you need, you just need stamps, and you're like ah, and you're like, they show you what's available. For yeah. me, this this used to always happen because we lived right or lived well, FFG is right across from the post office, so I would just walk yeah. over there. And get stamps sometimes. And I'd be like, I'd be waiting in this long fucking line of people. This is pre-pandemic. And be like, all right. And I'm looking at all the stamps they have available on the little cork board. I'm like, awesome. I'm going to get those. And you get up there and they don't have those. Motherfuckers. And you're like, okay, well, what do you have? So that's how I ended up with innovation stamps, (laughs) which were uh, shiny foil, vertical oriented, like la- like portrait, not landscape, stamps that just said from left to right, top to bottom in like a vertical line, innovation. Wow. And then they were varying kinds of glittery and that was the whole that was it. celebrating innovation. The, I was the like, concept of innovation. Yeah, celebrating the concept It wasn't, wasn't even like, I'm going to do a gold foil stamp with like <laughs> Eli, Eli, nope. Eli Whitney's cotton nope. and, and not only that, they weren't all that innovative. <laughs> that was why I was like, these please. Like, I need, I'll I need the these. irony stamps. I'll take the irony stamps. This, <laughs> year, this year they came out with, and th- this is not an irony stamp, but they came out with uh, sun science stamps. So it's, it's, Eight different images of the sun showing, like, sort of like different phases of the sun. Yeah. Like, what they look like. Like, tag yourself. Which one are you today? Yeah. (laughs) It's it's like, some of them are like, it's the sun in the blue spectrum. Mm -hmm. And and, and they're all, again, they're very, they're, they're, they're uh, foil, foil designs. Yeah. They kind of, they're kind of reflective and shit. And and I mean, they're, they're just doing cool shit with stamps. Yeah. They're doing cool shit with stamps and I'm, I'm in for it. And uh, I will continue to buy stamps and send people letters. So hey, I wanna, if you want me to send you a letter, just comment yeah. on uh, on one of our on one of our pages and say. Hey, or you Tim, can send message me a Tim at geeksofgod.com. I have sent letters all over the world. It's true. Um, uh, I, I I will ask you this. So if there is a stamp that is like, let's say these are stamps of the zodiac, yeah. right? Or like uh, uh, is something that's a little wooey. Right? Is that something that you would buy? Do you Dep- think? It depends, but probably not. Now. Yeah. Jesus stamps. The, well, obviously, no. that's right. No, I'm not going to get mean, any Jesus stamps. But um, 
An example of a stamp that I that I do get is uh, the um, Lunar New Year stamps. Oh, which sure. Which is kind of wooey, but it's also got an Asian connection, which which fits my women and people of color. Sure, criteria. sure. I can so, see that. And those are those are actually stamps that I use for uh, bills. <laughs> the Lunar New Year yeah, stamps yeah. are bill stamps. That's um, my that's my dumbass roll of flag stamps that I have been using yeah, for the last yeah. ten years. Yeah, right. Like they're forever stamps that I probably paid way below forever stamp prices <laughs> for, because like, they're just they're so old they're they're like peeling off at the corners. Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of nice though. The nice thing about forever stamps. I know, right? Half as much as this costs now. Fuck yeah. you, post office. I'm gonna hang out of these, you dicks. It's in the name. <laughs> it's based off our names. All right. It's a good boner. That is a good boner. What about you, Molly? What's your sticky boner? Uh, my boner is a, a fresh one, actually. Oh, yeah? uh, my boner just popped out on November 5th. Uh, it is the Animal Crossing New Horizons 2.0 update. What? Yeah. yeah uh, the so last Animal Crossing's update. The, the last, last free, free update. Oh, yes. This oh, is the tricky. last free update. Tricky so Nikki. Okay. From here on out, any updates will be either uh, they will cost money or you. I'm assuming you'll just need to be part of the Nintendo Online subscription uh, uh, service. Animal, that, Animal Crossing as a service. Yeah, basically. So uh, the 2.0 update is really dope. Uh, I've been really excited. I haven't gotten to play it a lot because I'm so busy at work. I want to die. But it's, uh, <laughs> but it's been good. Uh, so new things that are very notable are uh, the now you can cook. So you can use your kitchen that you may already have in your home uh, to cook Food like recipes, so you get a new you get new DIY recipes uh, for dishes. Uh, you can learn them just by like I was fishing and I caught uh, dace and my brain and as after I caught it, it was like oh, that gives me an idea for a dish and I just knew a dish now to make with, with the dace or whatever and like uh, you they have introduced new produce crops so they had pumpkins. Uh, which was a thing for the Halloween time, and you could make all the pumpkin furniture. Now they also have tomatoes, wheat, sugarcane, and potatoes. Which takes up a lot of space, and it pisses me off. Yes, so that's one thing for a lot of people. Uh, so my town's very rustic, and has been. I didn't overdevelop it. That was just that's just my style. But for people who spent thousands of hours or hundreds of hours like manicuring every inch of their town to make it that they, they are now having to tear shit up and figure out where to plant because you know where to plant crops but yeah my uh, town's rustic but i like it the half of my island is a national park yeah and i don't want to go garden in my national that's park. fair but i uh, for me i uh i had a little pumpkin patch that i had turned into a flower patch so now that's my crops and i expanded it out a little bit and uh you know, I'm very excited to cook. And then there is a hard So where do, you, where do you get the, the vegetables and shit? So leaf, leaf uh, when he comes to your town. Oh, or uh, Harv's Island, which used to be, I never went. It was just a place you could go take photos. Yeah, that was boring as shit. Yeah, I, didn't, I wasn't into it. Uh, but now Harv's Island, he opened a co-op with a poodle named Harriet, who is from uh, Animal Crossing's New Leaf. She does Shampoodles, which was her salon. Uh, so he and Harriet, who I think are shacking up, they talk it like they're... Way. Sure seems like they've got a sexual relationship. I think they're part of, uh, what is it, uh, the lifestyle. Yeah, they are part of the lifestyle. <laughs> but uh, like he's got a nickname for her no one else can use and oh, shit like that. Yeah. But uh, uh, you go to Harv's Island, and they are now opening a co-op. And there are... I want to say seven 
uh, different places you can open, and each one has a little Lloyd that's collecting donations. It costs a hundred grand to open each of the shops. Oh, so I know. So uh, I got like ninety nine million. Yep. So there's a Leafs Leafs Gardening Shop. There is uh, Kicks will have a permanent, you know, shoe and bag shop. Uh, the Cyrus and uh, Reese, the married couple that you took wedding photos oh, of yeah, that yeah. one time, they are opening their shop that they had in New Leaf, which is a furniture customization shop. Sure. Uh, then there is Katrina, the fortune teller, who is uh, from previous games. She's been in a bunch of, she's great. She will tell you your fortune, which basically gives you luck or not luck in certain areas. Or she now will tell you about your friendship with an animal, uh, a visit like a villager in your town. So if you're trying to figure out like you know does this am i am i building friendship with this animal or not you can ask about it and they'll she'll be like oh you're great friends or oh you're just okay friends would you like me to bless your friendship for a thousand bells because you know she's a psychic so she rips you off yeah uh, but, <laughs> uh and so there's it's really fun there's other shops you can open uh uh tortimer is made of a Tortimer, who was the mayor of the original, so when you do, I want to say his first time was in City Folk, where you are, you get, you, when you show up in that game, uh, everyone says, oh, the new mayor's here, the new mayor's here, and you're like, the who now? And then it's, it's you, you're the new mayor, and the old mayor is this tortoise named Tortimer, who is like, he's retiring. He's like, thank he's, God you're here. Yeah, yeah, so he's, he's on the island, and the, you, there's, now there's closets that you can access your home storage when you're not at home. Yeah, and you can get um, ABDs to, to you do get, your banking without going in to yep, talk to. Yep, you can get ABDs to do banking. There's an ABD on Harv's Island so that you don't have to be bringing bells what, over to do what things. Did, what did he say about that? He had a funny... Oh, he was like, uh, hey, because he, he's the hippie. He's like, hey, man, just so you know, I put up an ABD over there in case you need to do a capitalism. <laughs> 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 I've not gotten through much of this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Harry has a bunch of new hairstyles. You can get a new one every day. Uh, So that's really fun. There's there's new hairstyles you can just buy. When she does your hairstyle, you unlock that to do when you go and look in a mirror or a vanity. Uh, You can then... It adds it to your... It's it's like... um, Oh, they're, they're free. Free. Ooh, free. It's you like only got a, free at once. Yeah. It's like your uh, reactions. Yeah. Your, your emotes. But they also, uh, there's there's a bunch of stuff you can spend your Nook Miles on, uh, which for a lot of us is great because I just... I have so I many was, Nook Miles. Exactly. So you can buy a new hairstyle batch. You can buy a new reactions batch. You can buy the aforementioned ABD in storage closets. There's a bunch of other new, just little, you know, furniture-y things Closet and decorations. Stuff. Um, and then, there, then there's the boat dude. The then there's the boat dude, uh, Kappa, or Kappen, who is a, he's Kappen, but it's spelled like Kappa with an N, uh, because he is a Kappa. He is a turtle uh, monster imp, <laughs> imp. Uh, but he's, he's great. So in, uh, in New Leaf, he would take you to the island, and there was just one. And so you went from your city to the island, which was where it was always summer, and it was always tropical, so you could catch beetles and sharks year-round. Mm. Um, and you could get a tan, because they used to let you tan. If you were out in the sun too long, you got darker, and then they realized that was bad. So they stopped, <laughs> stopped doing that. Animal, <laughs> animal Cancer Crossing. Yeah. Animal Crossing Blackface. But uh, um, So now he, but his features, his main features are he's very, he is a weird, flirty little turtle. Uh, who, yeah. But he also will sing. He sings sea shanties. He does. He sings, and they shanties. are very silly, and uh, and and they're very funny. And uh, you used to be able to skip them 
in the in the previous yeah, game. At the moment, you cannot. If you I hit a, it, you can't. Uh, I don't, you just clap along. It's it's, it's great. It, in one game, when when they made them not skippable. You, if you tried to skip them, he would chastise you and be like, ah, ha, ha, no, we're going to... Yeah. The journey is the destination, Missy, you know, and things like that. Like, Tim, you know. Tim, do you know about Kappa, the Japanese? No. Uh, they are a, uh, like a, a little impish monster type guy that live in the water and they drown people. And, <laughs> and so if you are, if you're in like a Japanese city and you see like, signs warning you to not go swimming places because you might drown they might include a little cartoon kappa on their sign warning you to not swim places because they drown people yeah Uh, yeah. they also are known for loving cucumbers and sucking a child's intestines out through their butthole True, <laughs> but this captain. I Kappa, love folklore. This captain sings about how much he loves cucumbers, especially yeah. with his mom's homemade mayo. Yeah, <laughs> like, if you could sail the world in a cucumber boat. Yeah, it? yeah, but uh, so he takes you to a random island that has uh, gyroid fragments. So gyroids are in the game finally. Yes, they are. Which is great, and uh, they are very cute. And you can customize them, and yeah, and just one of them totally looks like a bong. I mean, they always look like bongs. Like that's just <laughs> that's how they are. But it's really fun. Uh, a couple notable things that people have complained about uh, because they are joyless that are now changed. Yeah, people complain is, uh, about shit. Uh, Isabel's morning announcements now will tell you who, who is in your town. So if CJ is visiting or Flick or Sahara, it'll tell she tells you, which is nice because uh, I know there were times where if I was just stopping in to play quick for a day. I didn't know that I had that visitor and I didn't have time to go search my whole fucking island for them. Uh, so that's nice. Uh, and then there, the cooking DIY recipes, there's tons of them, so that's really fun. There's a, a lot of new crafting recipes. There are two new things that are, I think are really cool. Uh, vines, which grow up cliff faces, and you can climb them like ladders. Oh. You can also collect them, you can harvest them, and craft with them. They're a new crafting material. So you can make like vine hat. I think I had a recipe for vine cloak. I got a you know. uh, hanging chair. Yeah, yep. Uh, and then there's glowing moss, which looks like weeds, but is a little different. And it's got like tendrils and it glows and it, it, at night. And so you can make things with that too. Or you can just put it around your island to give it kind of an eerie look at night. It's I, very cool. I made a glowing moss hat. And when I picked one, it gave me a DIY. And sure enough, when I play at night wearing the hat, I am glowing. I'm like cool. fluorescent. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, Brewster, the coffee pigeon is available now and he will set up a cafe in your museum and you go get coffee and that's all it is uh you go in there and you drink the coffee and let me tell you if he says you should drink it right away and you say it's too hot don't do that just drink it just drink it right away even though it's hot that's what you're supposed to to drink but But you'll drink it and you'll be like "Mm, what an amazing blend i'm going to drink this every day or like nutty and roasted with a hint of bitterness like it's just very silly uh, but if you can use the phone in the in the cafe to call Amiibos to have coffee with you, and eventually you'll be able to get a coffee cup to go, and then you have it in your little hand, and you get to yeah. walk around and take little sips out of it. And it's, you know, <laughs> I'm I'm looking for. Can, can I say you said he's a pigeon? Isn't he a rooster? No, oh. he's not. His name is Brewster. No. It, and he's a pigeon. And okay, he's a pigeon. <laughs> and what makes this? Even better or worse, depending on, I don't know, your perspective and proclivities. Uh, uh, so, in previous games, 
the more coffee you bought for him from him and the more you established that relationship you had to prove that you were a real coffee lover he would start to give you different options and one of the options he eventually offers you for your coffee is some pigeon milk would you like a little pigeon milk in that coffee and if you went ew then it was your your relationship got set back so uh, look forward yeah. to drinking Pigeon milk. Pigeon milk. I, I only know of one thing that comes out of pigeons that is my, white, and that's my, shit. My favorite thing about Brewster being a pigeon is that he's, you know, he's he's a coffee shop guy, so he's kind of a hep cat, right? And so sometimes he, you'll ask him, he'll ask you a question, and you'll respond, and he'll say "coo," <laughs> <laughs> which never fails to delight me. Uh, so also they do, they they also released with this. Uh, it is a separate paid thing unless you have Nintendo Switch Online, in which case then it is part of it. But it is the uh, uh, it is like Happy Home Designer, which was a separate game. But this is a module that you can add to your Animal Crossing game. It's not a separate software. It just it just slots into your Par- game. Happy Home Paradise. And it's basically Happy Home Paradise. Yep. So you're you are designing vacation homes on a separate island, and it's this whole separate thing. And it's super fun. Uh, I can't say whether or not it's worth money because we already had paid for this online thing. So right. we just got it included. I love it. I never played Happy Home Designer. I thought it sounded stupid. So it sounded like not Animal Crossing. And I was mad they made it because it meant they didn't make an Animal Crossing game. Right. They made that instead. And I was crabby. Uh, similar to when they made the Pocket Camp game. And I was like... All this time could have been spent making a new Animal Crossing, (laughs) but okay, sure. Uh, So, you know, it's similar to that Targaryen prequel that no one fucking wants. (laughs) (laughs) I never played Happy Home Designer, but I'm actually really into this. It's really fun. Bruce, the this gazelle guy who lives in my town, wanted me to make him his ultimate board game pad, where he and his friends could play board games. So, like... They give you a few pieces of furniture they want, and then you just kind of have everything available that you can design this room and house. Today, uh, I did this, and I had, I think it was like Lionel or something, the super fancy, oh, yeah. like like Baroque-era dressed uh, lion. And the description he provided for his vacation home that he wanted Dream was, vacation home. Dream vacation paradise was... You know, when you have guests over, you can never have too many bathrooms. And the required items were like a bathroom, a a toilet, a bidet, and a place to wash your hands. And all the items and things that you could select to build your paradise bath place for him was basically just a shit ton of bathroom stuff. <laughs> so I made him the fanciest fucking bath one room bathroom we've ever seen. Chandeliers uh, and everything. And you get paid, right? You get, in, paid like, you get paid in pokey, which is a separate currency that can only be right. spent on the island. But there's new furniture and new things you can only get there. So And then you can bring the furniture back to your, your and, island. And you yeah. can, yeah. It's very cool. I... I, uh, and they funny. added like a whole shit ton of new storage Oh, a slots. shit oh, yeah. ton of new. Oh, yeah. You can pay. So you can pay 700000 for a bunch more storage or then another 900000 for even more storage. And then one point. Yeah. Two million yeah. to bump you up to 4,000 spots. So basically they made it so that you can access your storage anywhere. You can have way more storage and you can do something with all the money you've just been sort of making and, and saving, you know, for people who started playing the game a year and a half ago, right? Yeah. Have you looked at the newspaper yet? You no. Can do? So, um, you know how there's the Switch Online app for your phone? Yes. Uh, that 
one of the things that has is the daily newspaper for your village, for your oh. island, which includes things such as which visitors are at your island any day, uh, people who have arrived or left, and it tracks the price of bell of uh, oh, turnips sure. like in, a the, stock in the morning and in, in the evening. Very cool. It gives you the daily price for the entire week that you've yeah. had so far. Yeah, there's a bunch of new stuff in the Nook's Point things. There's new handheld items that Red's going to have and, like, yeah. all kinds of cool stuff. Uh, it's funny because preparing for this show tonight, uh, I Googled Animal Crossing 2.0, and one of the first links was an article saying, Animal Crossing 2.0 update isn't enough to save it. <laughs> it's like... to. To it save it from what? It doesn't <laughs> like, fucking matter anymore. No one, no one, here's the thing about Animal Crossing. It doesn't give a shit if you're playing it or not. So, yeah. like, they don't need. And they like, sold an ass to yeah. those fuckers last and, year. And, yep. like, I mean, I. They got I, their money. I, I've said it before. The pandemic was one of the greatest things that could happen to Animal Crossing players. Because, one, we had time to play it. And two, way more people played Animal Crossing than ever before. Yeah. Like, it, I've been playing this game since the beginning, and this is the first time in my life that I've had more than two people I knew who were playing Animal Crossing. So it's been great. Uh, but it was a really exciting update, and I would say if you if you you know if you put your game away, if you haven't played it forever, if you think it's boring, give it a try. Download the new update. This is it. This is a new free update. Go back. Nick hadn't played since like August 2020. It was a year and three months, I was told by my Islanders when I yep. went back. And if you are, if you played previous games and you're like, oh, they're all going to guilt trip me and I'm going to feel so bad. They don't do any of that. You don't have bedhead. You have you have you do have bugs in your house. You do have to stop the car. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I you, hadn't played for you, seven months. Yeah, you come out with your bedhead. You shake it off. You don't have to go get. You don't have to go pay three thousand dollars to get your hair fixed. You know the the animals aren't like. How could you? I missed you. I was so sad, and you left me, and I'm angry. They don't say any of that shit. They're just like. Well, we figured you had something going on. You're busy. We love it. It's fine. They're all very positive. So get in there and download yourself your new Animal Crossing update. You will not be disappointed, I promise. Uh, and that's my boner. Sweet. It's a good one. Thank you. I thought it's a, it's so. It's a very cute boner. It's so cute. It's you so know, cute. like, I mean, I don't agree with all of the design choices, but most of the stuff about my boner You plant the boner cute. in your backyard. Maybe it'll turn into wheat. But so. it's time. For five questions. Five questions. So we ask our listeners to send in five questions and uh, anything they want on any topic. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, we will bump you to the Patreon queue, which sometimes gets you right to the top. In this instance, we have a new subscriber, Mike Freiberg. Uh, he was new a few weeks, I think a few shows yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're getting to his questions now and he has a little preamble. Are you ready? I'm yeah. So ready. Hello. I would have subscribed sooner, but I only recently discovered I enjoy listening to podcasts at all. <laughs> I thought I would try Geeks Without God since I know a couple of the hosts and I enjoy it a great deal. I even enjoy listening to you talking about the things I don't really care about, like the Marvel Universe. <laughs> My request would be for some Doctor Who content, although now that I think of it, you probably already have some and I need to look through the archives. We could do more Doctor Who content. We could content. do. Yeah, we, yeah. We've been, uh, it's been, been a while. It's been, been a while. a little off the Doctor Who. Then uh, I gotta watch right. Doctor Who again. I know, all right. Anyway, here are my five questions. All right, question one. In Minnesota, several secular groups like the Minnesota Atheists and the Minnesota Humanists show up at the Minnesota Capitol for the Day of Reason each May. Have you ever participated in this? 
I think the Day of Reason is also connected to the um, the St. Paul Saints Minnesota Atheist game they do. I think that those are. I'm not sure because that was always in July. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but maybe it's. I don't think we've ever done the Day of Reason at the Capitol. No, well, that for I'm, certain. I'm positive. Have, it. Tim, no. have you ever done that? No, I've never done it. Okay, so question two: Why or why not? Boring. Is boring to go it's to the Capitol? Probably, have you ever been to a rally at the Capitol? I have. Yes. The March for Reason. They're all boring. Or the March for Science. All is all boring. Was. Yeah, it just, I guess, I, I, it's hard for me to say, but like, I, I feel like political activism is, is a waste when it comes to atheism a lot of the time because yeah. we, we are so not taken seriously. Uh, it doesn't matter how many of us show up. Honestly, like it feels like it's just it's just dismissed. Well, by, and, and how, but how much of that is because we have some a lot of us have that opinion. Too, that's though. entirely true. Uh, you mean, know, that's why we started the show, right? Was that whole yeah. we got to stand up and be counted? But I, I mean, it doesn't seem like demonstrations like that work. It doesn't seem like politicians who are not inclined to listen to you anyway mm. are more inclined to listen to you because you show up. Like no and minds are being changed. Is yeah, what I mean. and, so, and so most of what happens is somebody stands there with a megaphone and shouts some platitudes and every now and again everybody in the crowd gets to cheer along with them, you know. Yeah. Don't yeah. believe in God. Let's all nod. Don't believe <laughs> you know, it. It's like, it's, it's, I want it to mean something. Yeah. Sure. But I've been to enough demonstrations in my life that it's just like they all start to feel the same. And I don't feel like they're moving the needle. Well, maybe this May we'll go to this one in person and then we can, we can have a, uh, we can be like, yup. <laughs> or, I, yeah. or wow, we were wrong. <laughs> I, I'd go once and check yeah. it out. Yeah. We could do that for a special episode. Yeah. I can see doing that for Patreon supporters. All right. Yeah. Okay, question three. Several government institutions, such as the Minnesota House of Representatives, <laughs> begin each session with a prayer. How do you feel about this? Not a fan. Yeah, real bad. I'd feel better if they did invocations and non-religious invocations in addition to religious invocations. But whenever anybody does that, like a bunch of Christians walk out or pull some pull mm-hmm. some protest bullshit, and they're like, "Well, if it's not a Christian invocation, then fuck all y'all." Yep. And they will do like they'll they'll do Jewish invocations yep. and Islamic invocations and stuff like that. But if somebody does a non-religious invocation, mm-hmm. then everybody throws a fucking fit. And that's why I think they should stop. Yep, I would be. I I just think they shouldn't have any of it. Yeah, we're not a fucking theocracy. No invocations. None of it it should be in there at all. And yet we are. If there's going to be an invocation, it should be to the great spirit of America or something like that. America, democracy. Something you'd see in a film on Main Street on Disney World when you're just trying to rest your legs. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question four. Some religious music is pretty swell. Would you rather listen to Ave Verum Corpus by Mozart or the Verdi Requiem? So uh, when we read these questions earlier, Molly and I right away were like, well, let's pull these bad boys up on the, on YouTube and listen to them. Being as how I am not on a first name basis with most classical music. Same. And uh, the examples we found handily... Uh, weren't very persuasive. Yeah, of either, honestly. But then, Tim, we were talking about it when you first got here, and you pulled up an example of one, and I was like, well, hang on, I've heard this in, like, 
Watchmen and a bunch of other things. Well, I pull, I, yeah, that, I pulled up, but I pulled up. You, you, Verity's Requiem is like an hour and a half long. Yeah, Jesus. you pulled up some soprano singing. Yeah, something. I pulled up like what I pulled up was just labeled Verity Requiem on yeah. YouTube, and it was just a, a lady. And I'm like, hey, let's check out the Verity Diasire Dies, because in a Requiem Mass, the Diasire usually slaps. And, it's and like, it did. It did. Yeah. It sounded it did great. Indeed. So I guess my answer is the Verity Requiem because the Ave Verum Corpus sounded fucking dumb. It was uh, swelling corals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It, I, I agree with that. The, 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 the other one was good the and the first Requiem. one was bad. Yeah. So I'm combining the two of them into Mozart's Requiem. Oh, sure, uh, And yeah. the one that you recognized was actually the DSRA from Mozart's Requiem. Oh. Shade after I played the Verde. But if I have to pick between the two given, yes. I will pick the Verde okay. DSC, or All right. Requiem. Five. Five. Two criminally underappreciated actors in famous franchises. Your mom's a criminally underappreciated actor. My mom wishes she was underappreciated. All right. Two criminally underappreciated actors in famous franchises are Colin Baker from Doctor Who and, oh, Tim, Timothy Dalton from the James Bond movies. I saw this question coming out, I'm like, yee. Which of these two is more deserving of critical acclaim, Colin Baker in Doctor Who or Timothy Dalton in James Bond? So I, I'm going to say Timothy Dalton because James Bond is a... a, a Franchise with international appeal and blockbuster movies and and Doctor Who is not those things. Uh, I'm not sh- I'm not shitting on Doctor Who. Doctor Who's fine. Um, it it has an important place in my heart, even though I don't really watch anymore. But Did I you just, watch the Colin Baker stuff. I don't remember I do him at all. He's celery guy, right? No, no, that's no. Peter Davidson. Yep. Who's Colin Baker then? The guy who came after Peter Davidson. Oh, does he, what's his? Does he have a deal? Because all the old ones had a deal. His deal was that he was kind of that he was he he had a weird regeneration. So every now and again, he turned into like a total dick. Um, oh, okay. Because he was kind of fractured. Okay. Or some shit like that. Okay. I, they 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 stopped reliably broadcasting Doctor Who in America round about the time Colin Baker became the Doctor. Uh, yeah. okay. So most people who have seen most of Colin Baker's stuff didn't see it on PBS. They saw it by getting the videotapes and watching it later. Right. Which, I, sure. yeah, which I never really got into. Same. Um, so I only saw a couple of Colin Baker episodes. Um, Colin Baker was handicapped in his first season uh, by having Perry, who is the worst of all Doctor Who companions, not named Adric, um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and and so uh, the fact that Perry was part of part of his genesis meant I didn't give a fuck. What was Perry's fuck. deal? She was just a whiny American. Oh, so like like a, like an American Rose. <laughs> <laughs> You need to understand how much worse she was. Oh my God, really? Yeah, because she wasn't in love with the doctor. No, because Rose was, is so bad, I can't watch Billy Piper and other things. <laughs> she, was, she, she wasn't in love with the doctor. She was in love with herself. Okay. And, and she was like it was it was like it was like Doctor Who's companion was a twenty-something American Luke Skywalker from from <laughs> Episode Four. Oh, boy. Just I mean, except no no four skills, just 
All she just was there all to the do. Whining. All she was there to do was do stupid shit and whine about how wow. stupid, how, how everything was going wrong for her, and she didn't want to be there. Was she the only American companion? Was that was that her whole thing? Like she's the American. I can't remember if there have been any other American companions. I feel like there's been others, or at least one other, but I can't. It's I'm so out of Doctor sure, Who touch right now. Sure. All right. Yeah, I, I, right. I never got any yeah. of. So who's your answer, Colin Timothy Baker. Dalton or Colin Baker? Well, given that we did, uh, we talked about our favorite, our favorite yeah. Bond just a few weeks ago when we talked about No Time yeah. to Die, and I said my favorite Bond was Timothy Dalton because he is the first and and to date, well, actually Daniel Craig, but uh, one of the only actors who's played James Bond that I believed when he was playing James Bond that what he did was kill people for a living. Yeah. Um, I too am going to answer Timothy Dalton because he's a total fucking smoke show. And I've <laughs> seen pictures of Colin Baker and I disagree with any of those that words applied to him. Also, Timothy Dalton was in The Lion in Winter, which is a kick-ass movie. Yeah, Timothy um, Dalton's been in a lot of kick-ass yeah. movies and I honestly the can't... The Rocketeer. I can't read... The Rocketeer is why Nick and I got together. Uh, I can't I mean, read... It's true, we we're watching it in Rex, and that is the that is the moment that we realized we liked each other. Uh, I uh, I can't read ordinary people without picturing Timothy Dalton, to be honest. And I lo- I love that sure. book. I reread it a lot, and he was so perfect in that movie that uh, he it's one of those things where you just he's the role now, you know. So I think Timothy Dalton is critically or, or what is it? Uh, Yes, a deserving of cr- critical acclaim and criminally underappreciated in general. I'm, I'm looking at where did he go? Where's he been? Timothy Dalton. I haven't heard his name. Yeah, not a lot lately. I think, yeah. he's, think he's doing, you know, like like bit parts in NCIS. God, oh, I hope it's not Christian movies. Uh, I don't that think so. so. I don't think he's doing Christian movies. But. All right. Well, thank you so much, Mike, for your five questions. If you want to answer, Ernest, nope, if you want to send us five questions, you can send them to fivequestions at geekswithoutgod.com. And, oh my gosh, ask us anything. We will answer it. <laughs> they don't have to be on theme. They can be disjointed. They can be on a theme. If you've listened to the show, you've probably heard scads of five questions sent in by other people. Make that you. You be the people and send them in. Timothy Dalton is Niles Calder on Doom Patrol. Oh, That's what he's been doing recently. I knew I, I'd seen him recently, but Dude I couldn't remember what. Dude was in Hot what. Fuzz. Remember him in Hot Fuzz? Oh, yeah, I do yeah. remember him in Hot Fuzz, yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, he's a smoke show. Niles Calder is a smoke show. All right. Anyway, uh, if you want to hear other times that we forget where Timothy Dalton's been lately, you can listen to us <laughs> on all sorts of streaming, basically wherever you hear podcasts. Tell your friends, tell your enemies. We would love to have more Oh, my people. God, he's Mr. Bricklepants in Toy Story. See, we forgot about Timothy Dalton. Sir, Mr. Dalton, we owe you an apology. Nick and I have literally been watching you in Doom Patrol weekly for years, and I... Completely forgot about you. You are hot, though. It's 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 all right. So you probably you're fine with all your money and your hotness. Thanks for listening. We've been Geeks Without God, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. You had to listen all the way to the end to figure out why this was called Dalton Boners, didn't you? <laughs> we're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We're geeks. We're geeks. We're geeks without God. We don't recognize moral authority. We don't accept divine superiority. We're Geeks Without God. Need more Geeks Without God? Go to our website, read our blog posts, find us on Facebook, or follow us on Twitter at Geeks Without God. Social media! We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, we're geeks, we're geeks without God. We're geeks, geeks without God. 
You know me, Mumsy. I love my geeks without gardens. <laughs>